So even if you cohort all patients who are COVID positive or possibly COVID positive to one. Why? I don't know. Can you hear me? Yes, now I can. We lost like the last maybe 20 seconds. Okay, I'll go back. (laughs) I feel like we need a rewind. <laughs> you need to rewind. Welcome to everyone. This is Breast Cancer is Boring with Jocelyn the Fabulous and our beautiful guest here, Lauren Flowers. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, and of course, myself. One of you, Lauren, my co-host, this something looks different about you. There's like a little glint in your eye. Did something happen lately that you're maybe just like a little bit proud of yourself for? Oh, yes. I earned my karate red belt last week. (laughs) I have no Mm -hmm. concept of what that takes. Like, what did you have to do? How many blocks did you have to break? So right now, um, because of course everything is virtual, so I had to take my my exam virtually with uh, it was a Zoom meeting just between me and one of the black belt instructors, and she led the test and and basically you just have to go through everything that you've learned from white belt to the current uh, or the ranking that you're you're trying for. Mm-hmm. So you have to, uh, you do it all and it's exhausting. And I didn't even, because it was virtual, so I didn't have to break any boards. Um, and I didn't have a sparring partner, mm-hmm. so I didn't have to fight anybody and I didn't have to break any boards this time. But, um, normally it would also include those things. Okay. Yes. But, um, but I passed Thank you very much. It It is uh, a taxing test. I always think before, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to do so great. And then during it, I'm like, I am dying. I am not <laughs> sure. <laughs> it is, it's, it's physically exhausting, but it's really fun. It's a mental and physical challenge, which I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Well, it always amazes me every time you get a new belt. I feel like you're just like flying through them. And one of these times I want to see, like, I want to see you doing it. Yeah. I mean, in my head, it's like a lot of roundhouse kicks and a lot of nunchucks and like, how close okay. am I? So, so I don't, um, the kind of karate that I do does not have nunchucks, but I do have a bow staff. I have <gasps> a bow staff. Oh, that sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm a hundred percent in yeah. for this. Okay. Okay. I want more like Instagram karate moves, please. Okay. In, re- in real time. Okay. Yeah, I haven't really posted much on Instagram lately. I. Oh my god! If I was a karate master, I would be posting all the time. Oh, I'm far from master. Far oh. from master. Not allowed to say karate master. Not even close. Karate even apprentice. Close. <laughs> um, I would just say I'm a student. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just a student. I like your school a lot better than mine. <laughs> Anna who? Welcome, yes. Lauren. Welcome, Lauren. Has uh, been my friend for many, many years because yeah. we start. I started working at the hospital that we both work at now, and Lauren was my preceptor on my unit, and she taught me everything I know about charting in Compass. <laughs> Nice. And so much more. The only I still remember us with our carts 
outside of like in between room like 915 and 916 like in the hallway and you were like sometimes when you have to get it done you just take a cart in the hallway and you just need to focus I was like okay even though I wanted to be at the nurse's station where all I think of that the was really because yeah well I think I'm just really too chatty and I knew that I would just be at work <laughs> until 10 p.m if I didn't socially isolate myself long before it was cool <laughs> Yeah, you had it down way before it was, like, trendy. Okay. Way before. <laughs> All right. So tonight, we've got three people who work in hospitals, even though I've been away for quite some time. My first day back's tomorrow, and boy, am I looking forward to that. Um, but what does it look like out there for real in our hospitals and if you are an oncology patient right now, what should you be thinking about or not thinking about? However, before we begin with that, I want to know what is in everybody's quarantinis? Oh. I'll start. I am drinking um, something that I have discovered during quarantine, and I call it an Austin iced tea. And it is equal parts kombucha and Prosecco. Mm. And that's it. And it's really Ooh. good. I highly recommend. I love kombucha. Mm-hmm. And it tricks you into thinking you're doing something good for yourself when really you're just drinking. It also could, like, maybe have more alcohol in it because it's fermented. So you're just giving yourself a little push, right? <laughs> a little extra. <laughs> right over the edge. Right where just I like it. it. <laughs> Uh, mine's really lame it's uh lime perrier and emergency because i <laughs> i do work in a hospital and i <laughs> like, really want to get sick <laughs> trying not to get ill okay uh, all right nice. um my order is coming shortly my oh. husband is mm -hmm. which it could be either um a glass of chardonnay or I know that he's having margaritas, so it could be one of the two. Although he is helping the little one wash the shampoo out of his hair first, so. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, if you don't, um, you know, you let him do it and they end up with stuff still in there. And, and then the day later, he's like, mommy, my head itches. And you're like, oh. Did anybody help you rinse out your hair? If that's a no, then you know. Well, so. I try not to wash my hair, and that's probably why my scalp itches sometimes. Same. Same. Right? <laughs> God. Yeah, I don't ever wash my hair. Thing. Okay. Ah. So starting on a high note in this topic of COVID and quarantine, what... What's getting you through, basically? Like, what are you doing? I know both of you have been working this whole time, right? Mm -hmm. Pretty much. So your list might be shorter than mine because <laughs> I've just been home uh, for two months. Um, but what are you doing to, like, stay sane? I'm watching lots of Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> what are you watching? Lots I want to know the deets. Oh, my gosh. I'm embarrassed to even say it. <laughs> Good. Oh, that's the best. If you okay. say, we'll all say one embarrassing show that we're watching. No, it's really embarrassing. But now I feel like I'm stuck in this hole and I can't get out of it. Okay. It's one of those things where, like, as I'm watching it, I'm 100% sure I'm getting stupider the more I watch it. But it's like I'm too far in. I can't let it go now. Um, there's this Netflix show that's called Too Hot to Handle. <gasps> I've seen Have that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a lot. Okay. Have you heard of the premise of it? No. I, okay, no. Wait. I want to take a guess, though, based okay. on, like, memes I've seen and then, like, so it's just the the poster on Netflix is just, like, a lady's butt in a bikini. Mm -hmm. So they're all yeah, on an island, right. I think. So mm -hmm. I'm guessing yeah. it's guys and girls on an island, bachelor style, but mm -hmm. the name Too Hot to Handle, there's, like, some rule. Is there, like, a chastity rule? Yes. Oh, okay. no. No. So there's this like I knew it. 
I knew it because like, like a, all of the one. all of the memes like suggest that's that's what it is and like what better way like everyone's obsession with it I'm like it can't just be another dating show so it's either mm-hmm. really accelerated like you get married as soon as you see each other or it's you can hang out but you cannot touch so okay like at all like at all wait wait wait, no. wait. you can't it's a well they can touch thing. they can touch um dating show. The- the thing is, it's really kind of cool because on the first episode, they don't tell anybody that there's a chastity <gasps> rule. And so they let them spend like 12 hours with each other, like getting to know each other. And these people are like the most, the hottest people from all over the world. Like there's hot people from Europe and hot people from Ireland and hot people from Australia and America. It's like ridiculously hot people from everywhere. They are all just pheromones everywhere. And so they're like chilling spent 12 hours with each other on the first night at the first what we would call the the cocktail party and Uh, then this all of a sudden there's this uh it looks like a diffuser but it's this uh strange little white contraption that sits in every room and her name is lana and she just turns on and she's like hey by the way now that you guys have all gotten to know each other there's a hundred thousand dollar prize anytime you have sex kiss or self-pleasure yourself, I deduct money from the $100,000. Okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Are you sure this is a reality show and not just no. a Black Mirror episode? <laughs> no, wow. it's hilarious and also sad, and, like, I can't stop watching it now, and it's ridiculous. It's so well, bad. I want to watch it now. Yeah, yeah. It's oh definitely gets your mind off of everything happening in the world, and you can only spend mindless hours in this. Right, well, it sounds wow. It sounds absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It is what it is. All right. Lauren, wow. what are you watching? Are you watching anything? Um, well, for a minute there, my husband and I, was we were watching, um, oh, shoot. What is that show where they, like, um, blind date each other? Blind, is it, what is it, blind? Love is blind. blind. Yeah, watched we watched that. Love Yes, we watched that for a little bit, um, but then um, lately, I haven't watched any TV at all. Really? Just, I don't have time. <laughs> you I know, it's just, I, I get home and my kids attack me and tell them, mommy, mommy, we're hungry. And then I clean, cook and I clean and then I cook and I clean and then you know, uh, we do some karate here and there, and then I get everybody <laughs> ready for bed, and, and it's true. I, I get everybody ready for bed, and and then I read like a hundred children's books until I can't keep my eyes open anymore. And my children are on that like, you know, summer schedule now, so they stay up later. Even, uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. That is totally. rough. That sounds rough. Yeah. yeah, I just, I could stay up later. And every once in a while, like, my husband and I used to always watch all the Ink Masters. But, yeah. you know, we watch them on Amazon, so, um, and we watch it every once in a while. I mean, but there isn't, like, a show that we're really watching right now because I'm too tired. <laughs> so, I can't do it anymore. Still trying right. to be like mommy and, and they have schoolwork like oh my gosh I'm doing more homework now are you both homeschooling I... your kids right now yeah yes holy god no yeah, so, so I'm trying to like set up assignments you know for my kids and my husband to kind of lead on whenever I'm at work or at least get started and then I will help them kind of wrap it up because I know it's really hard to, uh, it's so fun. <laughs> so fun. I mean, I, I say this as a kid who was homeschooled. Yeah. That shit terrifies me. There's a difference between, because I have a friend, I have a good friend who homeschools and she's great at it. And the really awesome part about it is that her, and she intended on homeschooling. So yeah. she has a tutor 
house, she has a whole wing of her second story that is devoted to her school. And they, I mean, it's set up like a classroom and, you know, it's, uh, if you have that and you intended on that from the beginning, this should not be like a huge shocker. But for those parents like Lauren and I probably, you know, are in the same boat where our children all of a the sudden, they were like, hey, just so you know, you're going to start homeschooling. And it's sort of like thrust upon you and you kind of go, oh, you know, you're not prepared. You don't have the tools. You don't have the curriculum. You don't know where they stopped and where you're starting. And, you know, there's a whole, whole lot that goes with it. I certainly think that if I were more prepared, um, I certainly wouldn't mind homeschooling my children. Um, but then again, we're sort of in a pandemic state where I work in a hospital and working yeah. really long hours. <laughs> so that's kind of hard to do. I mean, don't get me wrong. My mom did an incredibly thorough job on our education, but that's what I yeah. mean. Like it took, that was her entire life was teaching us. And so mm -hmm. to just like kind of shoehorn that into a regular day, plus it, in this world, I have kids. No, I can't. Yeah. I feel very self-indulgent right now <laughs> for my life the last two months. And Lauren, you have three kids. Yeah, it's been hard. Yeah. And I, I think the thing is that they've done a, our school's done a good job of like setting up setting like we didn't have a lot of glitches at the beginning and they set the kids up through Microsoft Teams and it's it's working oh, well wow. as far as the technology goes but awesome. they set it up for parents who are home and so for someone who works full time it uh, doesn't like you know what I mean I'm getting like messages from the teachers at like 10 a.m that's like hey can can Madison do a video chat with me at 1 30 I'm like I I'm not there. To I have no that clue. Up. Like that's not <laughs> something we can do right now. Um, and I just feel like it's, I end up, I feel like I'm a terrible homeschool mom because what ends up happening is that I, I get to the point where like things have to be due and I'm like, okay, today we're going to spend four hours doing all the things you should have done all week long. Now we, need to <laughs> we do the same. Same. It's done. Math, English and science today. Um, and then, you know, my 12-year-old, I just, I, like, I don't know what's going on. Like, the other day, I got a notice that, like, he made a C in PE. I'm like, all right, you guys. There's oh, no okay. way my kid's going to fail PE at home. Like, y'all need to get something together because this is not happening. I don't care what's going on. Well, but What are they streaming online, like, Instagram live workouts or what? <sighs> I don't care. I don't know. And I don't care. Like he's not going to fail PE. That's just ridiculous. In the middle of a pandemic, we're just not doing it. So okay. <laughs> like y'all figure it out. How about yeah. No. Well, wow. okay. I'll just I didn't know they were giving out grades. Our school is. Yeah. Is your school not giving out grades right now? I don't think so. I mean, I think they're just doing participation and I even had a meeting with um, the administrators at the school just like two days ago. And they told me that they were like, you know, we have some parents that are just saying it's just too hard and they can't do it and they're not doing any of it. Wow. Like, so you guys are way ahead <laughs> as suspected. I, well, here's the crazy wow. thing is like, I'm in, I'm in this master's course and I got this email that said that I could elect to take the rest of my classes as pass fail if I wanted to. And I was like, because of, because of COVID. And I'm like, um, my, my program is a hundred percent online and has been a hundred percent of the time. So I don't understand yeah. why I'm being given this opportunity, but I mean, I didn't take it cause it seemed like I would have to do a bunch of stuff. And I was like, whatever. I don't care. I just give me the degree I've been paying you for. Um, so you both have seen Tiger King though, right? You did prioritize oh, that yeah. in your life. Yeah. Okay. <gasps> Lauren F. I know. I Are know. you kidding me? I know. Oh gosh. I don't know uh, whether to tell you to watch it at this point or to avoid it. 
No, you need I know. I've heard, I've heard so many people say, like, oh, I can get that time back in my life. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's, 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 it's 100% time well spent. Yeah. I, and it will, oh, girl, absolutely. I mean, Lauren, help me out here. Yeah. Like, sell I, I mean, a show that, like, like how do you even crazy. describe? I, it's just like a show that the most sane person on that entire <laughs> the ammo manager at Walmart and like why <laughs> but it's why <laughs> hey that is so true doesn't he become the campaign manager for <laughs> yeah he does <laughs> oh see we it can really... all come so far see Lauren your face right now that is the face you'll make the entire series it's like it, I I compare it not in quality but in like mm-hmm. impact on the world globally, mm-hmm. it has mm-hmm. the, the level of impact that Game of Thrones had. It's yeah. the oh. Game of Thrones of documentaries in that you have to watch it. It's amazing. It ends slightly disappointing. However, yeah. <laughs> it's a fantastic ride and I'm jealous that you get to watch it for the first time. Are you assuming that I've watched the Game of Thrones? Have- Oh my, are you, you, I don't know how to help you, okay? Like, we have I to don't have that, that amount of time feel too much to more. commit in front of a TV. I just, I don't have that amount of time. Yeah. I'm not committed. I just don't understand what you could possibly be doing between working and homeschooling your children and becoming a karate master. I don't understand where your time is being spent. Okay. Well, obviously I watched Tiger King. I have also been rifling through all of the good Jane Austen adaptations that are available on streaming. And really the only good ones are the BBC miniseries ones. So, mm. and, and the Emma, so here, here are your top, just for those who are asking, which is, me and nobody. Here is how you should prioritize Jane Austen adaptations when you get time and you have successfully completed Tiger King and Game of Thrones. Number one, Pride and Prejudice, the BBC A&E version from the 90s with Colin Firth and Jennifer L. That's a number one, clearly. Number two, which will take, that's a six hour commitment. Number two is only like a two hour commitment and it's the Sense and Sensibility movie adaptation Uh also from the 90s and it's got Kate Winslet and Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson also wrote it and directed by Ang Lee. That's a great one. I mean and then after you watch that just take a little trip down Ang Lee Road because that man he has depth. We're talking like he goes from like Crouching Tiger and Dragon to Sense and Sensibility. So then I decided I'm going to watch them back to back and see if I can pick up on any overlap. There is not. So I was just going to say. He's just, and then like, like, I would be shocked. I know. And then he does the Hulk with Ed Norton. So, you know. Oh, uh, and then he, he broke back Mountain. Like, this guy has range. He's exceptional. Right. Anyway, and then the third one you should watch is the Sense and Sensibility BBC version from the late 2000s. Nobody's in it that I know, but it is captivating and it is hours long. Oh, and it has Matthew from Downton Abbey in it. Before Downton Abbey, I think. Anyway, that's how you should prioritize that. I've also read five books. I read the four book Red Queen series, which is a YA fantasy series. And mm-hmm. now I'm going through all the Bronte stuff. As I've only ever read Wuthering Heights and um, Jane Eyre, which I love, love, love. But like there are other Bronte novels. So I read Agnes Gray and that was good. It's fine. It's Anne Bronte. It's her first one. Very clean, straightforward. Not as like gothic and like terrorizing as Wuthering Heights was or Jane Eyre. But now I'm reading The Tenant of Wildfell Hall. And I think it's going to be a ride. So (laughs) 
I'm excited. <sighs> okay, what do you think is like the one thing in your house that now that we're like quarantined, you're like, oh my God, I am so glad I bought that and I have that in my house. For me, it's our Nespresso machine. Mm. That thing, we've had that for like five years. It's still good as new. It makes delicious lattes and coffee every morning. I That is like my most prized possession right now. So glad we got that for our anniversary five years ago. I just kind of randomly went ahead and bought a really expensive carpet cleaner. I know that's lame, like right before all this happened. And now that, because I hate my carpet upstairs and I just want to rip it up. And in a whim, I ripped up all my carpet like a year ago because I was so tired of it, but I haven't done the upstairs. But that's where the kids, all their bedrooms are upstairs and that bedroom, that top hallway just gets dirty all the time. Mm -hmm. So I got really tired of it and I just bought a very, like an expensive carpet cleaner but now that they're home all the time, I use it, like, weekly. <laughs> so, wow. pretty, like, practical, but my, my dogs are out all the time, and my kids are out all the time, and it's just constant. So, like, every weekend, Thank I'm me. carpet cleaning somebody's bedroom or hallway or something, so. Yeah. I would say, for me, I, right after this all started, um, I've had sort of, um, you know, outdoor furniture in my backyard, but I decided to sort of put up a, um, like one of those outdoor umbrellas and I put a chandelier in it. I'm kind of like, I call it a tent, but it's not a tent. I don't know what it is, but, um, it's like a, it's like an awning that I put. So now I have a couch that has like big fluffy outdoor pillows and I have, um, you know, a cover over it with, I have a chandelier in there. You have a chandelier and in there? I did. This is awesome. It's a battery-powered chandelier. It's it's <laughs> really cute. Yeah. So um, it doesn't have a ton of light, but I kind of made my own little, like, I don't know, my little mom space. I'm like, ah, oh, I need to go outside. Yeah. And... Um, I'm really looking for, this is the silliest thing. I'm looking for a mosquito net to put all the way around it so that I yes, can like, of course you are there and I just want to live out there. <laughs> it's good. Cause my kids can like still play in the backyard and I can sit on the couch quietly and have my coffee. And, and there's a lot of like birds chirping in my backyard and I don't have to worry about them pooping on me while I'm sitting out there and, it's, it's lovely. This makes really so much like more it. sense to me now that, that when you say you haven't watched TV in mm -hmm. weeks, like, duh, because you've got this little oasis to go to. Mm -hmm. oh, I am glad I have a balcony and I'm not still in that studio apartment with the one window. Having yeah. multiple windows and a balcony has suddenly become a very important thing in my life um okay so here's what else I was thinking like I'm home because I had ha I had major surgery that coincided with this and so for two months I've been I would have been home anyway and it just turned out that the rest of the world decided to do that too without having major surgery which whatever <laughs> fine uh people are dying i really shouldn't joke about that um but what i'm wondering is because for the last two months ever since this started both of you have been working so is there like a sense of like unfairness about that for you or is it like is it something that's like grounding you and putting routine in your life and something you i mean how do you feel about that i think i still appreciate working I still, even my daughter told me like two weeks ago, she, I didn't think about this, but she was telling me, she said, mom, Ray, do you have to go to work tomorrow? And I said, yeah. And she goes, gosh, you're so lucky you get to go to work. Oh, wow. It's a lot for them. And so I'm grateful that 
there's something that breaks up my day that's not food. You know, I feel like sometimes with my kids, they're like, is it lunch mm. yet? Is it dinner yet? You know, mm-hmm. food is what time is now, right? Like, it's like we separate our days in between when we eat. Yeah. Um, so, at least I have work. At least I have work. Oh. No. Oh. no. Okay. What about you, Lauren? Are you pissed that you have to go to work every day? Um, no, I, I feel very responsible for Uh-oh. being, um, yeah. you know, I, I'm also with, since I'm in charge of a team of people, a big part of my responsibility is to keep them working too. And that's really huge for me. I tell them all the time, I'm going to do everything that I can to keep everybody working. It's, it's a huge responsibility. It, it feels um, very heavy, but I'm trying to, my best to manage it. But yeah. It does weigh on my mind a lot and feel very responsible for um, a lot of things that are going on. With, so with our nurses at the hospital, are we struggling to let them shift still or... Has that been a thing on your unit? So we're more full this week and last week. We, you know, sick people who are chronically ill, who have people who have cancer, they stayed home, right? Because they didn't want to come to the hospital. But sick people are still sick aside from COVID. So I think people yeah. who have stayed home for the last month have now needed to come to the hospital. So I can't speak for every unit, but my unit, we're, we're, we're full now with our normal cancer patients. So yeah, we're not really canceling people anymore. We're not seeing people stay home now. So in terms of, so Lauren, you are an oncology nurse, and then you also manage an oncology unit yeah. in a major downtown hospital. So if I'm an oncology patient right now, and I know I have to go to the hospital, how freaked out should I be? That's a hard question. I think that I, you know, I don't want to freak people out about going to the hospital if they need to be in the hospital, because mm-hmm. I think if you're sick, that's where you need to be. I think that I would have faith in the fact that everybody in that hospital's goal is to keep you safe. Just as much as they're trying yeah. to keep themselves safe, they're trying to keep you safe. Yeah. Yeah. So can you like tell us like some, maybe some, cause I don't know if everybody knows how things work in a hospital. Um, but like, what are some specific things that your nurses are doing to keep those immunocompromised patients safe? This is a really hard answer to that question because as much as immunocompromised patients we need to protect that population the most right Mm -hmm. but at the same time they're probably the most vulnerable to getting this virus at the same time so we have this like double-edged sword where like we're really trying to protect these vulnerable patients and also recognizing Mm -hmm. that these vulnerable patients could be bringing this virus into the hospital so we've done a few things Mm -hmm. um you know, to help with this. So we've decided that all of the chemo certified nurses, because when patients get admitted, they don't really move around, right? So it's the nursing staff that move. Okay. So mm-hmm. what we learned was that the best thing is to ensure that our chemo certified nurses don't float to those units. Mm. And they just don't, they don't float to the units that take COVID positive patients. Because it's not safe to the patients that we're currently caring for. Um, And we've also started doing some randomized testing on asymptomatic patients on the unit and staff to ensure that we're doing our best to stop the spread if it's there. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we're trying to do it, but we're all learning. Weekly, we're learning different things and new best practices. And the stuff we learned three days ago is now changed. And But... I can honestly say that everyone is trying their very hardest to keep everyone safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. That's great. For your oncology patient population, 
do you guys give any additional advice about preventing catching COVID-19 either not just in the hospital but just like in the community are the are the standard guidelines of social distancing and masking when going out of doors is that enough and hand washing obviously is that enough for someone who is actively getting chemo for example or do you guys add anything to that when you um you know when people are able to leave the hospital and you send them home um so we i mean social distancing is important and hand washing is important and masking is important and i think that all of those things are important for everybody but as certain places start lifting their regulations and economies start opening those people need to still adhere to all of those things it's not i don't think it's safe for those people to go to the grocery store i don't think it's mm -hmm. safe for them to go walk on a trail you know i don't think those things with a bunch of people i think that for a long time until we have a proper treatment or a vaccine which could be a very long time from now they will have to continually do intense social distancing until their immune system is better or until we have a treatment yeah and i know that's not what people want to hear but that's that's honestly the, the best way right now. We don't have any science, you know, that shows us that we have a treatment of readily available right now. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for a vaccine. <sighs> I mean, what are we like in in typical vaccine on a typical vaccine timeline what are we looking at like 18 months right well actually those i think they said that the soonest the united states or the world actually has ever developed a vaccine which is the mumps vaccine in the 50s was four years cool well that's lauren bringing us the uh <laughs> The hope we um, needed. <laughs> I mean, dang girl. Some more white blood cells very soon, or mm -hmm. I'm going to lose my mind. And again, I realize my privilege just saying that because I'm, I'm the healthiest I've been since, you know, getting cancer. So. This was good timing for my body to start kind of inching up. I can at least be thankful about that, regardless of the other thoughts I have about my body at the moment. Um, wow. Lauren, karate master, do you, what questions do you student. have for Lauren? Karate student. I'm way karate student. It's got to be something um, better than student. Karate apprentice right i don't i don't karate know karate padwan how about that okay. i like that you're not a jedi yet i am definitely not anywhere close to a jedi <laughs> um you know i think it's really important to um you know ask a couple of questions about is the way patients on the oncology unit, are they being treated differently? And I don't mean like <laughs> treated poorly. I mean, or uh, is there changes to the way um, that they're being taken care of, of on that unit um, because of the current situation? You get, what kind of things have you guys put into place um, other than, you know, the masking and the, the um, hand washing and, and the gloves and all the protocol. Is there anything else that, you know, could help reassure someone who's going to be going on this journey? Um, you know, I think that the best thing that we've done is ensure that our staff stay on our units and that they're not going to these other places. Um, and we've also ensured that, like, you know, our housekeepers don't clean those units as well. And that if the respiratory therapist is the respiratory therapist for that unit, that they're not the respiratory therapist for our unit and things like that. 
Um, and just in general, our patients don't leave our floor. They don't, we don't allow them to just walk around now. We don't know, we don't, if we can do an x-ray up in the room, we're gonna do it in the room rather than take them downstairs. Um, but truthfully, we've kind of created as much as we can, this like safe cocoon, this safe like place so that they can, you know, we can keep our patients safe um, as best we can. So I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say we have like specific protocols that we have instituted, but we've just really tried to ensure that if this, like I said, the patients don't move, it's the staff that moves. So if we make the staff not move, then hopefully we're doing our best to ensure that the patients are staying safe. Um, and of course, all of our staff are, you know, checking, checking their temperatures and making sure that they're not ill and things like that. Um, like every day, right? Every day, every day before they come into work, they get screened. Um, and we've had staff that have been out sick for other things, like other things, not this like strep or, you know, I had a nurse who had like a, a UTI and had a fever because she had a UTI, but they still have to stay out for 14 days. So we're doing mm. really good now about even within our hospital, like contact tracing to ensure that if you're sick, you stay home until we're a hundred percent sure that you're not sick anymore. Yeah. So. Right. Wow. That's good. That's good. How are your nurses? Uh, you know, I think that right now it's just a really scary time to work in healthcare, no matter what level you are. Like, obviously, the nurses in the ICU who are dealing with these patients have a much different level of fear than, uh, you know, my nurses. But I will say that it, it at some point, this touches like every place as much as you don't want it to like we have you know cancer patients who come in for cancer and then you know they might start showing symptoms during the admission and so we test them and if we move them if they're positive so even though we're not admitting any of these patients to our unit you know like this virus is not discriminatory you know mm. so I just think everyone is learning mm -hmm. you know and there's always new policies that come out that require us to do different things that it's just a, it's like drinking from a fire hose right now the amount of information everyone's trying to take in and it really is mm -hmm. about safety so I just think everyone's trying to take it in and be as safe as possible and as someone who manages people it's just hard you know you just want to make sure you feel this like heaviness of like making sure you're communicating appropriately to keep everyone safe right Right. Lauren, you, karate sensei, Lauren, you, you're director of so many things, and I can't remember, but like the billing department and admissions, right? Um, I have uh, the admissions team. That That is a big part of my team, yes. Um, I just tell people that, you know, my team is really the finance team because we're not my team doesn't do the backside of the billing where that okay. a lot the of my team is, is the, upfront, the front end, the first person that um, talks to a patient when they, they walk in. I also um, am in charge of all the communications teams. Okay. Wow. I'm wondering um, what it's like to be an essential worker in the hospital right now, but not a nurse or a doctor. Or a respiratory therapist. Like, how right. does that feel? You know, how is um, your team? You know, I a lot of them, a lot of them are scared. You know, mm -hmm. and I think that, and I get it. And although we are taking a ton of precautions to keep everybody as safe as possible, this thing is invisible, so you don't know where it is. Um, you can't say, oh, it's on the desk right there. So you better make sure you clean that desk before somebody else <laughs> touches it because you're not going to know that. So, um, you know, my team works in a lot of places where there's a lot of traffic just walking through. 
and um but you know we're all you know we're 100 masking and i always tell them you know following the air of caution i go treat every patient that you talk to like they have it so that you take all of those um extreme precautions with every single person every single time and i think that just giving them that mindset that they're not the only person that is doing this and that we're all doing it together and we're all looking out for each other so as much as i don't like to put myself in certain spots i will you know walk into their areas and i'll say hey have you been able to clean your waiting area recently and i mean if they've had you know, a bunch of patients come through and they may not have had a chance to do that, I will go and do that for them. Just to kind of give them the feeling of, you know, we're all in this together and we have to share this responsibility as much down to everything, every little piece of it. Even though they're not clinical, they are really trying their very hardest to do their part as well. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. It's, it's cool, but it's, you know, I know that they're scared um, and we, a lot of us have kids at home and a lot of us have elderly parents that we're caring for and, you know, we're, we're all in it and we're all doing, you know, feel the same way about it. Yeah. But if you ask your elderly parents, wouldn't, don't you think they would say they're willing to die so that all of us can get back to normal life? Right. They're they're willing to make that sacrifice for us, right? For us young, <laughs> virile people, right? Uh, so. What is in your cup? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are more valuable than them as people, right? I mean, come on. They've lived a life. They must be what, in their 70s? What's there to live for at that point anyway? Um. <laughs> Yeah, so that's sarcasm. I just want to be really clear. And I and I don't want to go down this road because it, it gets me a little worked up and I am going right to bed after this. But I just wanted to do one thing really quickly because it's come to my attention that there are people out there absolutely refusing to wear masks. Just mm -hmm. absolutely outright refusing for various reasons. And I just want to give each of us a chance to say just a little short something, whatever you want to say to those individuals. Maybe, maybe they just don't know some things, but what, what do you think you would want to say to someone who says it's, it's my right not to wear a mask right now? Uh, I think I would say that it might be your right to not wear a mask, but it's not your right to harm other people and by not wearing a mask you're deliberately harming other people right now because even though you may not get sick or very sick or you may not anyone in your family may not get very sick but you're putting other people at risk who could get very very sick and so we know now that 40 percent of the population who have covid don't show any symptoms mm. so it's really a scary thing to think that someone you could be around them and not be sick at all could still be spreading it. And so it's just, it, it's, it's literally not to be dramatic, but it's like murder, right? Like if you don't do this, you're really harming other people. There are people that will die because you don't do this. And so it's, it's about social responsibility. And I, mm. you know, it's not just, I think that's just a very like egocentric way to think about it. Like, this is my body. I can do what I want. Well, that's true, but this isn't about you. This is about the world, literally the world. <laughs> so this is about yeah. everybody. It's about everybody. Yeah. That's a very good point. Um, I just think it's a really cool opportunity to wear a face mask and look like a ninja. So yes, like a karate master. Totally. I mean, why would I want to pass up that movie? Look how cool I look. I mean, look. Let me see. Oh, no, yes. Uh, yes. Like the I'm woman so in your cool. tattoo. You look just like the woman in your tattoo. 
Yes. Why would I not want to look like uh, Chanel? Gorgeous. Like, how cool mm-hmm. is that? I'm super mm-hmm. serious right now. We could all be very mysterious. So cool. I want the mm-hmm. one that is like uh like a fake turtleneck. It's just the neck part of the turtleneck. And it's got like a skull on it, you know? Have you seen those? Ugh. I want that my one. Son, I can't my find son it. has one. He does? Yeah. Yes. Really cool. Like the bottom half of a school. Yes. School, right? Just like the, yeah. the jaw and the teeth. Ugh. Yes, I have to find it. I know he has it. I'm going to um, need him to match my outfits for work. It was like part of a Halloween costume or something. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <sighs> Or from when he was in a biker gang. Probably that. Right. Um, I, I think what I would want to say to people who don't wear masks is just, hi, my name's Jocelyn, and uh, I've been through some shit in the last uh, year or two. Um, I've got, like, three white blood cells to rub together. I know I look healthy. I know that I have hair now. And it looks like it might be a cut that I did intentionally um, from a longer set of hair. So I just got these boobs and I'm really excited to get them out there. So if you could just wear a mask so that I don't get COVID from you and die, that would be, I just, that would be so cool of you. And thank you in advance for uh my life and the opportunity to get used to this uh new torso I've been given Um, right because one of these boobs is really banging the other one is gonna catch up a little bit like it it needs some time it needs a little bit longer in the oven but eventually (laughs) these suckers are gonna be nice and even they're going to have equal projection and things are going to be pretty solid. So please don't take that away from me. I want to live. I want to live so very much. Yeah, that's, that's all I would really say. Um, and now let's just take a hard left turn uh, to end this on a high note. Um, things I've learned about myself through quarantine I have been through various stages of like pajamas, like, you know, like, I don't know if you guys have noticed this about yourselves because you have children and your lives are now enslavement to the upbringing of those small human persons. And thank you for your sacrifice. I just want to say thank you for your service. Thank you for your sacrifice for people like me who don't want to do that. And uh, thank you for propagating the species. I fully believe that insurance should pay for reconstructive surgery for every mother out there because you put your bodies. I was thinking, I was thinking about this. Okay. So like, this is not my body, right? This is a new body. And I remember women telling me, my friends telling me they have to get used to their new body after they have kids because your body changes. And I, yeah. I get that now. I, I think I understand. I know it's for a different reason, but like, Jesus Christ, you know, you go through the trauma of having children. You deserve to have a new pair of boobs and a tummy tuck if you want. And it's not, it shouldn't be a privilege. It should be a right. That's the kind of rights I'm talking about. <laughs> like I, that, that the lot of you, that the entire female species has not stormed the white house yet to demand that their bodies be put back together after carrying the weight of propagation of our species i is amazing to me i can't believe it you are all very patient um people and you deserve better moving on I've been through various stages of like who I am as a pajama person. I've been through like the pajama sets, you know, like the matching pants oh. and button up tops. I've been mm-hmm. the person who wears just a tank top and like my husband's boxer shorts. I've been the person who just wears underwear or nothing to bed and none of it really felt right. And I f- have figured it out. I, have figured, I know what I am. 
I know what I am. Okay. I, I want to know this. <laughs> I am a kimono person. Ooh. I have been living in a number of, this is like my, this is my slumming it up like robe. You can't really see it because there's like no room in my closet that I'm sitting in right now, but it's from Target. It's glorious. And it's just a long, flowy, you know, polyester robe. And then I've got two other ones that I have had, but just like neglected. And I have found that it's neglected robe. Neglected rope. Nothing on underneath because of the hot flashes. And then when I have a hot flash, I can just throw this thing open rather than having to undress all the way. For sleeping right now, because of the situation with having to kind of cover these scars with like different ointments that I don't want all over my, I have discovered that I am like a, it's almost, I'm almost wearing a slip to bed, like a short. Uh-huh. With like spaghetti straps and like very silky feeling that that's my game now and that is like that's who i am like it feels right so just glad to have figured that out uh yeah i i also have that hot flash issue uh, I'm but it right now i can't stand it I know it would be really awful for me to undress randomly in my house in front of my children. (laughs) Um, My mom. Okay. Sometimes my mom is really funny and she tells this story about my brother who, because when they're really little, you undress in front of them and it doesn't matter. Is this a, is this true for most mothers? Okay. Mm -hmm. She said she, she knew the moment when she needed to stop undressing in front of my brother because she had taken her shirt off for some reason and then put something else on. And my brother said, no, 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 mom, take that off. Oh. She was like, yeah, I need to stop undressing in front of you now. <laughs> and we're done. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How weird. Wow. Okay, so you can't randomly just throw all your clothes off in the middle of your house. Ugh. No. Yeah, I I have installed a fan right next to my bed, and I have it on all the time. And okay. I don't I don't always point it towards me because I mean it is literally like like here, <laughs> but I don't turn it towards me because hot flashes wake me up. Like I can't sleep through them yeah no I never have that I know it wakes me up and all I do is turn that little fan towards me and immediately like I'm oh thank god it's there and I have it on already but after it goes away and you know now you're covered in sweat and then it's cold sweat because you know it's Mm -hmm. so I don't have to have the fan always on my face but um, I am totally a long sleeves, long pants. <gasps> mm-hmm. You sleep and the- in a full sweatsuit? I know it sounds. Well, okay, not sweats, like pajama pants, like the light cotton ones. Okay. And I have to have them, like it can't be loose at the bottom because I guess I move around a lot. And I can't stand it when I wake up and my pants are like all the way up by my knees. Oh my God. I know. I, I like, and I have this really weird thing for long sleeves. Like I cannot sleep in a tank top or like, I can't, I have to have my arms covered. That's At least like like the tops of my arms. I don't know why, but they've become, especially my right arm has become really sensitive to like, I don't know. It's really weird. So, but it's not like heavy material that I wear. It's always like a really light, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like a light summer pajama, like what they make for small children, you know, those little like long sleeve and like, yes, I cannot Um, sleep in sleeves. I can't even do a regular tank top with thick straps. It's got to be 
tiny straps. It's got to be like yeah. low in the back, low in the front. Oh, my husband absolutely would love it if I wore something like that. But no, I can wear a small child's pajamas. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, I, I don't know. Long pants. That's a look too, though. Like, I don't I just, know. He, he doesn't round. need to be complaining. It's year round. Hmm, that I just that like is that. extraordinary. What I do know. you sleep? What do you sleep in, Lauren? Okay. Um, audio check. Can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like what even is pajamas, like day clothes turn into night clothes. Sometimes I just like wear leggings and shirts on the weekends and then I end up sleeping in them and I'm not even going to lie. There might've been a full like 36 hours where I wore the same thing. So <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. one time I uh, got a new pair of scrubs for work because I feel like that's all I wear right now because mm -hmm. what's the point of like dressing in a really cute dress when you have to wear a mask all day oh, <laughs> I wear scrubs all day now and I tried on my new scrubs and they came in the mail and then I just kind of like left them on slept in them <laughs> wore them the next morning <laughs> My kids were like, didn't you wear that yesterday? And aren't those work clothes? I was like, stop judging me. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I, that's approved. Approved. Yeah. You, you may continue mm -hmm. to do that yeah. as you wish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you guys, I wear... I'm seriously been wearing these types of, like, kimonos with the, with the bigger sleeves. This one... Oh my god, this one's so pretty. Oh, it is pretty. Really pretty one. Ooh, Big old sleeves. Wow. I've been wearing them nonstop, so I had to invent these little like sleeve um cinchers. Like I sewed I sewed magnets, like I took a strip of fabric and then I sewed oh, yeah. magnets on end so that I can pull the sleeve up and then just like put it in here and now it stays like that. <laughs> Because <laughs> I couldn't do anything with these big sleeves. Patented. <laughs> I know, right? You're, you're so fancy. So fancy. I love feeling fancy. We know this about me. Yes. We yes. know this about me. I just didn't know that it was a thing for my, you know, my sleeping you're so life. Rare. You're so bougie, mm -hmm. Jocelyn. You're like, ugh, quarantine is so hard. I had to create my own kimono censure. <laughs> I know. My kimono sleeves were getting so wet when I was doing my home facials that I had to invent something to them up. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't know. Final thoughts, anybody? Because that's all I've got. Everyone should stay home. Stay yeah. Home. And have more Skype meetings. <laughs> and watch Tiger King. Yeah, for real. I, I will. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it, and then I will also do some karate for y'all. Yes, please. With a ninja mask gun. Yes. yes. The full thing. I want That's it. Right. <laughs> I will try and find my son's one with the skeleton and I'll wear that 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 is a must that is mm -hmm. awesome and I'll do a lot of screaming when I'm like hitting and throwing my <laughs> weapon around. your bow staff and your ninja stars I ooh, I wish I had ninja stars oh. I don't have those they see that would be cool like maybe that's in your next belt level you'll earn the um, ninja I, stars I won't. Uh, actually, the next thing is a sword, a ninja sword, <gasps> but until I get to the black belt. I've Whoa. got to. Like a real sword? Yeah. I know. I am super excited. I'm a badass. Then I'll be real. Legit. I know. <laughs> not not like, there yet. I have mace. <laughs> <laughs> I have a safety cat. I have like brass knuckles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I'm dead. Right. All right. Okay. 
I'm glad you told me I'm wearing a mask tomorrow, Lauren, because yeah, I won't do a bold lip. Nope. It's kind of nice, though, like, if I'm annoyed about something, nobody can really tell. I can, like, <gasps> you know? This is so going to be things. so good for me. Yeah, me too. Like, there's so many times I've had to hear something that make me, it makes me annoyed, or and yeah. I've been able to really... Ro- you know, like rein in my RBF because you can only see my eyes. <laughs> I have ABF, active bitch face. So <laughs> this is really going to be helpful for me in social settings and professionally. Yeah. We I might hug though. There'll be no hugging. Oh, yeah. I know. I haven't seen you in like eight weeks. I don't get to That's going to be hard. That's gonna be. We're yeah. all gonna be like those orphanage babies that nobody touches. Like, are we gonna lose? We're just gonna be like a like a a planet of sociopaths because we were <laughs> neglected physically for so long in our mid thirties. Yeah, in our mid thirties, <laughs> when you need it the most. <laughs> Don't women need to be touched, people? That's right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lauren, for the time to be with us. Um, both Laurens, really. Welcome to my closet. Thanks for coming. Today's <laughs> technology. Lauren, I miss seeing you in person. I miss our cyber cafe together. I know. I miss you, too. Um, you know, Lauren, I really wanted to thank you for sharing with us, like, and giving us sort of your perspective of how things are going and, you know, for those cancer patients that are coming through and, or those that might be starting their journey, that they know that they have a safe place. And I think that's super important. And especially coming from you directly, I think that that has a lot of value. And um, it means a lot to us. And I know for those who listen, it means a lot to them too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yay! All right. This is when breast cancer is boring. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Stay home. Be safe. The BBC and A&E made a lot of really good content in the 90s and the early 2000s vis-a-vis Jane Austen and a ton of other stuff. So entertain yourselves. Also Game of Thrones, right? Go in there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. oh. Okay. The end. Yay. Bye. Bye.